Okay, welcome everybody. I'm Elizabeth Claire DeLune, and I am here with this expert talks again today with the pleasure of interviewing Cassandra Rose, who helps women find their sexual sovereignty and liberation through breathwork and the magic of yoni eggs. And she does all things related to womb wisdom. Welcome, Cassandra. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So we would love to hear a little bit about what it is that you do, how you got started on that path. What's your story? Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's one of those stories that started at a very young age. Um, I was first gifted. We had this lady from China living with us in our house, and she gifted me a gold egg. And that was when I was about eight years old. And you know, it's a beautiful little gold egg. Like what little girl or even little boy wouldn't want a beautiful little gold token, right? And it just sat on my um, altar for years. Well, first my desk, then my drawers, then what later on became an altar. And then people just started gifting me stone eggs. I just recently did a talk on yoni eggs and showed everybody these stones. I have like 24 random just stone eggs that people have given me throughout my life. Um, and then growing up, I was burned. So I spent most of my fourth year in a full body cast. And that's kind of when your internal organs are starting to form, your digestion, things like this. And so I just kind of had a slower um, body and organs like than most people. And from that, I also suffered yeast infections and cervical infections and uterine infections all throughout my early years, um, well before even having sex, and then all, then had sex and all these problems and issues started. So that's when I started really looking into uh, holistic, health, holistic healing, so a lot of herbs. I did a lot of herbal therapy to heal my body, heal the gut, found out that I was dairy intolerant, so I had to heal all of that, um, which was causing the yeast infections, right? Do, 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 do. Um, and then throughout all of my work, I was still sitting, sitting in my room in LA in 2012, looking at my altar and at these eggs and I'm like, okay, something's here. So I went into meditation and I just heard like the yoni egg, get yourself a jade egg, like one of the only ones I hadn't had yet. So we went to the gem show, got a jade egg, and I was a student of the late Sam Isadora at the time. And, um, we all started doing yoni eggs in her classes and, so you started leading some courses and then I just started using the egg. Um, I have to be honest, at first I just put the egg in and was like, magic happened. Nothing happened, right? Like every day, like there it goes. Okay, it's in, something's gonna happen. Nothing happened. <laughs> so through uh, self-exploration and then saw Mitsudora and then most recently diving back into the Jade Egg with um, Layla Martin uh, has really, brought all of that back into full fruition and it's just kind of the therapies that I've personally used throughout my life is now safe to like share with everybody else and it's so beautiful so um I also have suffered some trauma so I've learned how to um use breath work for trauma release and then also through the SLRC multiple other different beautiful avenues of breath work and so I'm just kind of weaving that into what I bring in what I bring to the table to help women with. So it's kind of been a lifelong journey. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. That it's the story of how, you know, you were collecting eggs, like they were coming to you. They're like, this is our mother. <laughs> like she will know what to do. 
Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And then the, a theme that I noticed listening to you talk about that too, with all of the, the infections and the types of healings you've been through, the traumas that you've healed and you've using, you're using both the yoni eggs and the, and breathwork. And my experience with both of those has been that they're um, excellent underworld journeys. <laughs> excellent for recuperating that. Um, do you feel the same way? I do feel the same way. Um, I don't know how you feel about astrology, but I have a lot of Scorpio in my charts, uh, like kind of 90% ran by Scorpio. And <laughs> so my younger years were very dark and mysterious. So it's really no surprise to me that the ways of healing I find are like sacred plant medicines, breath work, yoni eggs, and like all diving into the shadows and the depths for sure. Um, I have also found though that the lightness is starting to come back up. You know, I've definitely worked through a lot of the shadow and now going through the muck, the light is really starting to happen. So most of the time now when I do breath work, I'm up kind of like in an ethereal space and my heart center is really open. It's not so much more like working through all the layers, which at first, yeah, definitely layers. Um, and the same with the yoni egg, there's different gems. So like right now I'm working with the moonstone. And I've really been noticing like a, a really light energy and a more opening energy with that. So all the process, right? Definitely yeah, process. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What, what would you say are the gifts that we receive when we do that, that deep healing work through the underworld journeys and whatever breath work or plant medicine or the, the yoni eggs? Um, like what do we gain from going there? What have you gained or the people who you work with? Yeah. Wow, um, <laughs> myself, back to myself, I'm getting teary-eyed. Um, I wasn't expecting to get emotional, sorry. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, my sovereignty, like, it's no joke in that statement, my sovereignty and my liberation, and to be able to fully be in control of myself, and like being in control of my emotions and how I handle situations and be able to pick apart situations and look at what roles I played, it really honestly gives you full power of your own being. You know, and to go deeper than that, when we are all in our sovereignty and we are all in our sexual liberation and own that power for, for ourselves, for ourselves own enlightenment and growth, it's really hard for others to control us. <laughs> You know, it's really hard for people to tell us what to do, for us to go under, under somebody else's word or reign. And I feel like that's also one of, the, one of the walls that we're hitting or have been hitting for years. And also with this women's empowerment uprising that we've been seeing for the past five, six years, is that people realize that when, pe when we are in our power, not just women, just humans, when we are in our power, it's really hard to control us and tell us what to do. But the like beauty and the strength for yourself that comes through is I mean, like, why not? My teeth are chattering. I'm just so like, ah, oh, everybody do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Why do you think everybody doesn't do it? Fear. I mean, we have fear of the unknown, right? Um, especially in the Western world, we've been, well, now I'd have to say the whole world, like women have feared their moon cycle. It's been, 
it's dirty, it's evil, it's witchcraft, it's demonic, right? All these negative things that have been talked to us. And same with sexuality, you know, and all the negative um, belief systems that have just been placed upon society for years. We just have a fear. We've just been ingrained. It's been ingrained to be in fear of anything sexual. And then let alone, why don't you put this shiny little egg up there and see what happens, you know? Like, I can, I can see where women are like, what is going on? Um, I had the pleasure of working at a retreat last year. And the women that come to these flow retreats, my sister who holds it, she's a neuroscientist as well as a flow instructor. And so we have women that are lawyers and that are doctors coming to these retreats. And I got to speak on the yoni egg. And we kind of kept it to the side until women were like, can we have this conversation? And we were just kind of testing the waters to see. Because in my, in my world, like we, we know about the yoni egg. It's not a big deal. But for the most of the women of the world and most of the world, it's very foreign. Um, but once you get into the stories and, and you tell your personal story and women start hearing what can happen, and it's like, there is hope. Like you can actually feel sex. You can heal that trauma that has endured inside your womb. You can heal your heart from rape or molestation or, you know, just all the heaviness that us as women take on. Like there is hope. So when women, I think, see that there's hope, it's easier to talk about. Yeah. I hope that wasn't too winded. <laughs> yeah, no, please. No, I no, it's wonderful. Um, Yes, it's so true and it's so liberating. Also in my experience working with these same tools is um, we, we tend to only think that the medical field is the only thing that can provide healing in our society. And there are certainly wonderful advancements there um, and, and that are really exciting, right? And are valid and helpful. But there are also these other areas that it's kind of like a, a blank void um of help for the medical field and they're just like you're broken forever we're sorry yeah. you know <laughs> here's your prescription for the rest of your life um and i've used breath work personally to be completely symptom free from an autoimmune disease um for years now and using like the wim hof and the ice therapy and all that and i just broke down like crying when i read the interviews and and everything that this could happen because I had been told that I was broken forever and I had a degenerative disease forever. And what's, it's terrifying. And especially in the realm of sexuality, a lot of these chronic conditions that you're talking about, when you hold sexual trauma from experiences, I just heard an interview today where somebody's like, when something like that happens to you, it never goes away. And I'm like, not true. You know, like you can hear yeah. all of that. Um, and it's so it was one of my biggest steps personally of liberation um, was, was exactly what you're speaking to that there is hope. There is hope. Wim Hof breath is, is powerful too. I just recently met somebody who does that out here in Boulder and he, he just recently quit his job to just full-time Wim Hof breath with people. And it's amazing. The stories I hear from that breath work. Yeah. I'm on the biodynamic yeah. right at the moment for trauma but that's not that's one that's close by I'm kind of on this like I want to learn all breath work <laughs> ourselves with, with breath exactly <laughs> beautiful yeah yeah yes uh, there are so many and they're also powerful in their own ways 
I wondered if you could speak a little bit more about what is sexual liberation to you and what is sexual sovereignty to you? Mm -hmm. Good questions. Thanks for bringing that up. Sexual liberation. I'm going to actually start with sexual sovereignty. Sexual sovereignty to me is being in control of your sexual energy. So realizing that when that energy starts to go, right? Like what, what does that energy mean used at? Like for instance, between this and before this interview, I was feeling a little nervous. And then I was kind of doing that self-saboteur came in. Like, how can I get out of this? Can I just say 15 minutes later? Like, you know, even though the bigger part of me is like, but I want to be there. So that energy that was rising, I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little horny right now. Am I though? Or am I just really nervous? And my body's like, Hey, let's use some like pleasure practices to move this out of you. So you can come back into your, into your power center and into your core being of who you are. And then that happened and boom, there it was. Right. So I feel like being sovereign is being fully in control of that sexual power and also being in control when it's pushed outwardly. You know, like we, we all as humans know when we're like shooting some sexual energy at somebody. And if we don't know, then you're not a sexual sovereign being. You need to pull that back in. So really like playing with that energy and getting to know yourself and your flow and that energy within and without. And then also not allowing anybody else to put their perspective or their views or opinions of your sexuality on you and being able to really stand in your own power. You know, some people might see you this way, some people might see you that way, but you know who you are. That's your sovereign self. And then liberated is like just the liberation. Like you are, you're liberated to be sexy. It's, it's liberating to be sexy. It's liberating to be sexual. It's, it's, you have control of your orgasm. You have control over touching yourself. You have control over bringing, bringing pleasure or bliss to yourself as well as others. Like it's just liberating. I'd like to hear some more opinions of what liberation means to other people because I just get bubbled up like a well. I'm like, it's the well of liberation. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. No, what I hear you saying too is like that you can kind of do whatever you choose with your sexual energy and knowing that it's for you to use as you see fit instead of how society tells you to or how somebody else tells you to. I do want to also put on that though. Yes. See what you do or in right relationship with other people. So do what you see fit with your energy, but as long as it's in right relationship with other people. So don't, yeah, we don't want to take our, our sovereignty and go into a dark space with that. But also if you're a sovereign being, that is your choice. Let's just hope that you don't go into a dark place with it. <laughs> yeah, that's like colonization, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you take your sovereignty and impose it on somebody else. Um, yeah. And it sounds like that you, that for you, that that piece of of knowing who you are and being sovereign in that way, that you had to go through these sort of underworld journeys and that these underworld tools have served you, and then that's what serves the women who you work with in reclaiming those parts and knowing who they are so that they can actually have that sovereignty. Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. It's that old saying, we can only take somebody as far as we've been, right? 
So I've led a life full of craziness and darkness and trauma so that I can step up here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy, do I know that story. Isn't that like kind of why we're all here? Like in these, like all of these expert talks, I feel like so many of us, um, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like this army of pussy witches. Pussy with this. Taking on. No, can I share a story real quick? Yeah, please. Um, so along my journey, I also have had two leap procedures where there's been abnormal, abnormal cells right on the cervix, so they go and kind of cone that off. Well, I had one when I was 19, right before I first had sex. And that was later to find out that was just somebody who needed practice. I actually didn't need the surgery. So yay, yay for me. And then the next one, who knows, hopefully that was a real surgery, but it happened again. And um, then I was told that my cervix, if I had another leap procedure, that I wouldn't be able to hold a pregnancy. And that also started a long line of complications, you would say. Um, and then recently I read a study where the cervix is also our throat. And so women who have had these procedures have had speech problems. They've had like issues expressing themselves. And I've had that. And I, it's traced all the way back to my leap procedure. That is when my like throat chakra and my voice just went. I used to have no problem expressing or singing. So that's been really beautiful working with that. But um, I've also realized that using the yoni eggs, I've been able to like break up some of that old scar tissue and regain a little bit of length, not much, but a little bit of length doing the breath work and yoni exercises. And that, poof, when that all came together, I dropped that little knowledge on this Facebook um, page that I'm in on the leap with the leap procedures. So many women, so many women across the world are just like made that connection. Their voice has to do with like their cervix getting cut. And guess what? We can work on that. Yeah. Huge. That is huge. I think that's and there's a lot of us that are being graduated right now and before and later that like we're coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's so important. Um, I didn't even know about leap procedures until recently and um, how negative they can be. And there have been instances of women who they, um, they cut a major nerve and they can't feel turn on anymore. They can't feel like orgasm as easily anymore. And, um, and there's no awareness about this. There's nobody talking about it. And from what I understand, doctors like leap procedures because it's simple and easy, but it's not the only way at all. No. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Yoni yeah. steams, diet. There's so many other ways. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up because I think you know, there might be somebody listening who's had that happen and they, again, you know, can find hope with the type of alternative procedures that they, that they could use even and not have to have a leap procedure anyway. And if they have, that they can still gain back that sensation and yeah. That feeling. Yeah. yeah. I wondered about, um, 
if you could speak a little bit to the menstrual cycle and how you view it and what the work that you do there, does that tie into some of the things we've already talked about today? We haven't kind of gone there. Yeah. Thank you. This is my little witchy side. I like this. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I started my, my journey with charting my menstrual cycle and working with my blood and my cycle. Um, in my early 20s, I'd say about 20, 21, 22, I was starting to take some Wiccan and Pagan classes. And so we started to really chart that. And then I got thrown over into like the Lakota traditions and some of the, not just Lakota, but some of the indigenous traditions and, you know, read the red tent and um, was starting to go to some local red tents and just be with women on the moon and just learn what our cycle is all about. Because I too was taught that, it's dirty it's gross it's like the worst time of a woman's of a woman's life is that couple of days a month and you know and then i realized that like hey that never stops <laughs> like we it's not just a couple of days a month it's the whole month it's always we're always in the process of menstruating on some level or another like as women's we're consistently rejuvenating ourselves so why did we look so negatively on this one portion that's magical what other being do you know bleeds for days on end and still lives <laughs> you know like we're magical beings um so it started in my 20s and so for me i use it to really manifest the things that i desire and release the things that i need to release so um working with like the wanting moon and the waxing moon it, it also goes as far as working with my blood and putting it in water to water my plants to water my vegetables you know there's if i of course have had a month where i was a little debaucherous or like ate too much sugar too much meat i don't typically use my blood in like my vegetables or my plants at that time but if my diet's been really clean and i know that my blood and my my release has been pretty clean then i do I do use that. Um, but then there's also some women who take their menstrual, their menstrual cycle, their blood, their blood and make a tincture and use it as like a medicinal dose every month. Mm. Um, and you can also give it back to the earth. There is an old Hopi prophecy that states that when women return their blood to the earth, men will no longer feel the need to shed it in war. So that's a big proponent for me to always give my blood back. <laughs> like, let's stop doing unnecessary shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just really chart, just really charting and it helps me, you know, with my mind when I start to feel crazy or like super depressed and my emotional state starts to drop or, you know, I'm really fatigued. Like I know why my body is going through tra transitions. I'm about to release. I'm about to shed a whole layer of my body. Like, you know, there's, I think it's really, really important for this stuff to be instilled in young girls and we, we should be learning this stuff in elementary kids should be learning how to meditate and find their sexual energy at a super young age so that they don't go out and have teen pregnancy and have all these babies you know or like lose themselves the things that we teach in school that we don't teach the things we really need to know in school unfortunately so i'm actually starting a program with a sister here where monthly we're going to open it up to the younger the younger girls and teach them about moon cycles and the moon cycles like menstrual cycles and the moon cycles um and gardening and like goddesses and deities just like helping the young ones grow up so they're nice and strong 
<laughs> That's so beautiful. And where are you located? Boulder, Colorado. Boulder. Okay, awesome. That seems like a great. All you other SLRC ladies, let's connect. Yeah. In Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. So, what do you? What would you say that being in touch with your cycles in that way, and 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 respecting right your the your shedding the shedding of your blood, and being so in tuned and understanding. Well, if I feel this way, it's because I'm on this phase of my cycle. What has that done for your life overall to practice in that way? Well, being self-employed, I know what days are going to be really good for business, <laughs> which days are not going to be good for business. Um, well, it's just, it's helped me with my cravings. It's helped me know precisely like when I need to up my iron, when I need to up my B12s. Um, for my herbs like when I need to take specific herbs it's just really helped me it's a catalyst for my life like without that it would it's a roadmap for who I am like if I didn't know my menstrual cycle and the moon cycles I'd be a lost critter on this planet yeah. <laughs> you know honestly it, and also with sex it helps with sex you know if you have a partner and you guys are practicing unprotected sex and it helps to know when you may or may not be fertile, which is very important to know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what would you say? Um, we've talked about a lot, you know, we've talked about, you know, um, healing and breath work and yoni eggs and menstrual cycle and um, trauma. What would you say if somebody listening is really interested by what you've talked about? related to any of those topics and wants to get started is more curious about bringing that into their life more, but they're not sure what practical steps they could take to do that. What would you advise them to do? Call me. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would advise them like somebody just completely off the streets that doesn't like meditate or do yoga or breath work, just your everyday person. Mm -hmm. Well, gosh, that's a really good question. I need to step outside of Boulder more often. Um, I would really just suggest reaching out, going online, going online, putting anything in there. I mean, we all, the SLRC ladies, we have a plethora of information. And I know that a lot of us are out there now. So I think if any, if any woman is looking for like, what is sexual sovereignty? Just put it in the Google, you know, sexual sovereignty therapist. I actually might show up for that in Boulder. I put that in my Google, like somebody looks that up. Um, but just start, start there. That's what I started with. I just started looking. I just started looking online and asking questions. Um, you can also reach out to me, Cassandra Rose Healing at gmail.com. <laughs> is that your website also? Uh, CassandraRoseHealing.com is my website right now. It's going through some changes. I, um, I went through a big emotional thing earlier this year that's completely taken a lot of what I used to do out of the picture. I used to work a lot with couples on um, like tantric couples, teaching them intimacy, like eye gazing and you know things like this. And so a lot of that is up on my website right now and I don't, I don't offer that. Um, so CassandraRoseHealing.com, but that is going through a redo, but my phone number is on there. So it's the email. 
Okay. So that's my Instagram. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, that's a hard question for me to ask you. And since I know the audience that's going to be seeing this, mm -hmm. but that's a good question. I'm going to write it down and ponder on it because I am in a bubble of people who it's kind of everyday language yeah. and I need to be around more people who it's not. <laughs> Are there any books you really love or podcasts maybe? Um, podcasts. I love medicine stories. They talk, she talks, um, a lot with women on all the issues and all the things that we just talked about. Um, Demetra, Demetra Nix. She mm -hmm. has a really awesome podcast. Julia's is pretty cool. I just came out too. I listen to her mm -hmm. right now. It's kind of full with SLRC women, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. but as far as the books, um, I really love the Taoist book on the Yoniac. Okay. And then also Womb Wisdom yeah. um, by the Bershans. I will B-E-R-S-H-A-N-D. It's a big red book with Womb Wisdom on it and kind of like the cycles of the moon. Yeah. They're amazing. I've done a lot of courses with them over in Asheville. Um, and that's kind of all things womb. Yeah, yeah, womb magic. That's like kind of a Bible for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. That's like the second time that this has come up for me today. <laughs> that really yes. it's like on my shelf I have not started it yet and so I guess I'm gonna start reading it <laughs> it's so amazing yeah and you know what that kind of their book womb awakening brings everything that I've kind of talked about into that one book it's such yeah. a great book love it I love it and just to circle back to the podcast the one was I think Demetra it's Demetra Nix and it's called sex love and power in the sex modern age Sex, Love, and Power by Demetronix, and then Wait, WTF by Julia Wells is the, is the other one also. Okay. She cracks me up. I love you, Julia, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so good. I've listened to, I have not listened to Medicine Stories. I'm going to check that out. Medicine um, Stories, is, she's more on like an herbalistic flow, but she's, she's always got a woman on there talking about the womb and sexuality, so it's fun. Love it. It's so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Uh, no, I'm just so grateful to have this opportunity and to have this moment with you and share, share this. Yes. It's practice for me too. I'm like, I'm blushing and sweating over here. So. <laughs> so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Elizabeth. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. <laughs>